Bitcoin. Welcome to another Powell Market Update. My name is Ansel Leonard. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is not investment advice, people. Do your own research. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bitcoin and Markets, where we take a look at what's happening in Bitcoin. I look at some pseudo fundamentals, some things that I like to watch uh, in the market, and then uh, talk about some stories and break it down for you. My target audience of this podcast is everybody. Okay. But I'm not competing with some of those fly by night, big connect people on YouTube and things. I have started posting this onto YouTube. Uh, I link to that in the show notes. So you guys can find that. Um, some people prefer that medium over the, um, you know, SoundCloud or iTunes. So, but you can find the, the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all those. And now on YouTube, but yeah, so, um, my target audience is basically everybody, but uh, people that want to maybe dive a little deeper and do their own research, like I say in the opening there, is uh, this is not financial advice. I'm here because I want to get my kind of opinion out there and do my part uh, at least to quote unquote educate people. So, uh, you know, take it for what it's worth, but this uh, has been a pretty good show to get to get a read on uh, Bitcoin. I called the very first day that BIP148, which is the user activated soft fork, first day that dropped on GitHub. I talked about it on the show and I said this is the way that uh, SegWit is going to get activated. When 2x was released the very first day, I think the very first night that this uh, 2x agreement was made public, I said it was DOA on Twitter. I've been right multiple times. I called the Japan, uh, the rise of Japan once China was volume was taken out. I said that Japan, Japanese volume was going to take over. Um, I've, I've made really good calls throughout this whole thing. Now, there's other people out there that have a big following, bigger following than I do. But they've been wrong every step of the way. And when they're wrong, they say, oh, my indicator was messed up. It's because they're not understanding the fundamentals that's going on here. They don't understand the paradigm shift that's happening. And how this is a social as well as an economic and a financial revolution. I'm just going to throw that out there. That they show me where they have been right. Anyways, um, <laughs> okay, let's get on to the, the markets and some updates on the prices. So Bitstamp 8902, we broke through that 9,000 barrier, just chugging up in price with no significant pullback. It seems like in recent memory. I mean, it was just a little while ago that we had a really good correction, but uh, down to 5,400. Um, but yeah, we just keep going north. So if the price of one Bitcoin is 89.02, that means the price of one Finny, which is one ten thousandth of a Bitcoin, is 89 cents. And I also, in, I'm starting to include here a loose price of Bitcoin. So that Bitstamp and the exchange price is going to be like a to me is a strict Bitcoin price. That is the price of Bitcoin. But if you include these forks, so we have Bcash and Bgold now out there, um, the price of one Bitcoin, an unsplit Bitcoin, is $10,953. So we've broken the 10000 barrier uh, handily if you include all the forks. Three-month futures is eighty-eight ninety-seven. so really that's a zero, zero spread. Um, the spread was negative for a while. So futures was trading below spot price for a while. And when that shifted positive, and I'm, I'm looking at Bitstamp and OKX three-month futures, when that turned positive, that perfectly timed the bottom here. 
right before this pump. And I tweeted out this morning, I tweeted out a chart that shows that uh, if you guys look at my Twitter, BTC MRKTS. Um, and so I've been watching that now that this spread, you know, it went to about a hundred dollar um, premium on futures and now it's pulled back to a zero spread. So I do think we might see a little, little pullback in price, maybe test this recent resistance that we broke through. Uh, but I don't expect us to fall below 8,000 or anything. It, it might, it might fall down to 8,500. Um, CME and the last thing on price here, CME futures still is scheduled for quote the second week of December end quote. And, but there's no official date for that yet. We're still waiting. Okay, market cap of Bitcoin hit $150 billion. $150 billion. And we just, there, there's no end in sight. I mean, each big round number that we pass in market cap tells the next big money that, you know, okay, there's enough liquidity, there's enough size in this market, let's get in. So the, this is a big milestone again, $150 billion for Bitcoin. Global Bitcoin market cap, that includes all altcoins, all forks, is $284 billion. That leads to a maximalist price of $17,054. So that is the, the entire crypto market cap divided by outstanding Bitcoins. Because Bitcoin underlies this whole space, right? If Bitcoin were to go down, all of the altcoins would go down too. And this is perfectly illustrated by this new wave of altcoins, uh, the, these forks, okay? These forks are spinoffs. Now we have... Uh, Two spinoffs, Bitcoin plus two spinoffs in the top five cryptocurrencies. And when B Diamond or Bitcoin Diamond, whatever that is, when that launches, if it launches, I'm assuming that it's going to be in the top five as well. Kick out Ripple probably. So we have Ethereum. <laughs> and I'll talk about them in a little bit here. But this illustrates that Bitcoin underlies this whole space. And if you're talking about dominance, okay, let's see a dominance index of this loose Bitcoin price that I'm quoting of all the forks included. Let's see that versus all altcoins. The other day I tweeted uh, that altcoin season has been canceled because you see all these altcoin pumpers out there on Twitter and stuff. And they're always like, oh, is altcoin season back? Altcoin season is almost back. You know, waiting just to pump their neck, their bags onto these noobs, right? Well, I don't think altcoin season is going to be back. It has been canceled. These Bitcoin forks are the new altcoin season. This is fork season. Fork season is here. And to get these forks, you better buy Bitcoin. Because no one is going to fork a fork. And I said that on Twitter. Someone pointed out that Bcash forked. You know, you have Bclashic and Bcash. Well, Bclashic is the original. So Bcash was forked by billionaires. And yes, maybe you'll be able to see that uh, these billionaires might have be able to push a fork successfully but in general you're not going to see forks of forks you're going to see bitcoin forked multiple times so if you it's not going to be a tree like i've seen desantis talk about um a tree you know where uh two branches and those two branches split and then those two offshoots split again i don't think it's going to be like that i think it's going to be basically everything's going to be split off of bitcoin and why split bcash anyway because they don't have segwit you can't do atomic swaps so uh, that's important there as well. But yeah, I think uh, Bitcoin is going to be the one that's forked multiple times. So anyways, that is what's coming back. Altcoin season, I think, has been permanently suspended and uh, Bitcoin fork season is here.
Next we have, okay, we're, <laughs> we're still talking about market cap here. So the maximum price is 17,000. That's huge. On-chain transaction size is not as big as I'd like to see. It's 7,035, give or take a couple dollars, is the average size transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain. Now, I like to see, if you're new to the show, I like to see this about a Bitcoin and it hovers around there. It's been slightly less um, average for a while. So maybe I could go like 0.75 Bitcoins on this. But uh, the higher this number is, the healthier Bitcoin is, in my opinion. Okay, and the total tr amount transacted on chain in the last 24 hours was 2.4 billion from the num from my numbers. I've heard Trace Mayer quote a higher number than that, but I'm not sure exactly where he's getting that. So if you guys know, Trace, if you listen to this, I doubt you do, but uh, if you guys know where he gets that, let me know on Twitter, please. Okay, difficulty. Now this has been very interesting to watch. I've been in Bitcoin for several years. So this was very... I find this very interesting, how this difficulty works. Proof of work. I mean, these updates are called POW Bitcoin updates, right? Proof of work. And um, so this is very interesting to me. But right now, Bitcoin. I, oh, and I added a third Bitcoin difficulty uh, estimate or a retarget estimate to my show notes. Some guy contacted me and said, hey, check this out. I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, the visuals are really good. And so I'm going to include that here, give them a shout out. Uh, they, this new one is saying 4.4% increase. Fork.lol saying 8% increase. And SEPA's numbers again are still saying negative 8% decrease. So I estimate about a 5 to 10% increase in the next difficulty. Now, what makes this really interesting is how this plays out with multiple coins on the same algorithm, SHA-256. Um, Bcash and Bitcoin are competing for miners. They're competing for hash power. And Bcash has steadied out. I was wrong about this um, difficulty adjustment stuff. I thought that the, the new difficulty adjustment was going to be a shit show. And it really it was for the first couple days. It went between 2 and 20 blocks per hour. It still was highly um, uh, variable. But it's really steadied out. And so I was wrong on that. But... I said that it was going to keep a lid on pumps because it is their difficulty is directly related to the relative price of Bcash. So if Bcash goes up, that means the difficulty adjusts up very quickly. And then if it's a pump and a dump, that dump slows down the blocks hugely and is bad for them. So I think that that part I've been right about, but it has not been as variable as I thought it would be. Of course, it's probably getting very expensive to hold the price where it is on Bcash. Because now we have Bclashic, and uh, you know, logically, they can't support this story of Bcash. It's getting very expensive for them to support the price, I would think. So we'll see how this, this works out with the difficulty. Maybe the difficulty, the, the steady difficulty on Bcash is just a representation of of the steady price which has been expensive to maintain so i expect that to change in the future all right mempool is sitting at a nice five megabytes according to trade block uh, their transactions are relatively inexpensive on bitcoin and uh, transactions can go through pretty quickly nothing to report there otc again i don't have updated numbers quite yet i think it is going to be updated uh 
in the next few hours, which then I'll update on Twitter if you follow me there. Uh, one thing to note is Ledger X's volume dropped off significantly this week. Uh, from uh, last week at this point, it was about $6 million transacted uh, of these over-the-counter swaps on Ledger X. It's down to $2 million this week, but we did have a this was a pretty major holiday week in the U.S. for this uh, Ledger X market. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were kind of useless and really low volume uh, for for them. I expect that to pick up right back up next week. Those are my pseudo fundamentals. Tell me, guys, if you want me to include anything else here. I'm willing to talk about other fundamentals and just shoot me a note on if you're a patron on Patreon, shoot me a note there. Or if you are a uh, uh, just a follower on Twitter, shoot me a note and I will respond. You're on a paranoid crusade. No one cares about what you say. Sorry, you trip and listen to what you do say. Face. And I'll talk permanent, you come down. Every day, suicide to stay. Oh, I'm fresh like baby breath. But you're so breath, need toothpaste. Okay, Ethereum and Parity. Bitcoin. So these funds in Parity are still stuck. Uh, the debate rages. Now this is another thing. I, I made this big, big uh, rant at the beginning here about being quote unquote right on other things. Um, I've been wrong on the price of Ethereum, but what I've been right on Ethereum is that they have it has bugs and it's impossible to secure. So you can't. It's like that old saying. The the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. That's exactly what's happened here on Ethereum. There's no productive value created from Ethereum. Zero. Zero. But they can they can pump the price almost unlimited, especially in the wake of Bitcoin. All of these altcoins, all of these forks, they exist in the wake of Bitcoin. And uh, so in that atmosphere, Ethereum price can pump even with no productive value whatsoever or economic value. So uh, I've been wrong about the Ethereum price, but I've been right about the bugs. I've been right about the hacks. And this parity hack is just the latest example of this, the second parity hack. Remember, this was coded by the same guy that coded the EVM for Ethereum. And it is unable to be secured. I mean, there's major, major issues here. And they can't, they can't figure out, like, they can't get quote-unquote consensus, which they don't need in Ethereum. It's proof of Vitalik. But if uh, they, they can't figure, they can't come to consensus about how to fix this problem or if they are going to fix the problem. And I leave a link down below for you. All right, next is Bcash again. It has failed to rally on this latest holiday weekend in the United States. Uh, we saw the last holiday weekend, the, you know, the big pump in, in uh, Bcash. Also, you had a huge amount of BitThumb volume and you had the whole BitThumb quote-unquote server down at all-time highs and people lost a lot of money. The mob over there in Korea apparently has uh, is a customer or is a shareholder in BitThumb and uh, you know there was some stuff going on there. Well, BitThumb hasn't produced the same amount of volume. It's been having a decreasing volume profile on, on BitThumb for Bcash. So uh, there hasn't been this follow-through to support this rally. Um, I think that... Again, it exists in the wake of Bitcoin, and if Bitcoin is going up, Bcash can always go higher. But uh, I think as a percentage of Bitcoin price, it will probably uh, start heading down here soon. 
Also remember the last pump up the, you know, to all time highs on Bcash were right before this hard fork that they had. So there's all this timing of the hard fork coming up. Oh, we're changing the fucking world to the B the Bitcoin difficulty was changing to, uh, holiday weekend all these things added up and they pumped the price to the moon can they repeat that maybe but i doubt it i don't think it's very it's bitcoin right now even though bitcoin is at nine thousand dollars is much less risky than owning bcash that's a guarantee next thing is tether now my little rant at the beginning was mainly about this okay um it's funny how they're saying that people are protecting Bitfinex like their mom. I think that's just a little bit silly. There's no evidence against Bitfinex. You know, they're zero. And then there's FUD against Tether that it's going to get confiscated or it's going to get uh, frozen, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That might be the case. But it's very low uh, value to the total market cap of Bitcoin. Even to the total traded Bitcoin, it's still, uh, you know, 25% of the traded Bitcoin is traded against Tether. So it's not that big of a deal. And uh, if it does go down, but it is existing because of a legal loophole. If they change that legal loophole, there will be a change to Tether. If they freeze Tether's bank accounts or whatever, then there will be a new Tether to take its place. That is what's great about permissionless innovation is you just fucking change it. The next thing will be better than Tether. And until you see that, until you see that it's like pushing on a string to hurt Bitcoin, then you will bite off on all this FUD. And I think it's very, again, I think it's very irresponsible that these guys did this. And I'm not perfect. I went through those things saying how I'm right. I mean, some people called UA, UASF right from the beginning. Some people waited until the last couple weeks to dress up and pose for the UASF, right? I'm just saying. Anyway, okay. Um, I think that... Other exchanges' bank accounts are more at risk than Tether, and that could that could cause more damage to Bitcoin. Like if they froze Bitstamp's bank accounts, that would be cause more damage than the freezing Tether, in my opinion. They could freeze um, Bitflyer's bank accounts. They could freeze any of these other bank accounts, and that would cause more damage than freezing Tether. So why bite off on this? Again, I think our the Bitcoin immune system it has been heavily stimulated over the last couple of years, and now uh, some people are just that haven't jumped on things early before are jumping on things early now. And this is not a DAO situation. Everybody knew the DAO was potentially flawed because Ethereum is flawed. Bitcoin is not flawed. Okay, Tether is definitely flawed. Everyone knows that, but will it cause a lot of damage? Likely no. And to jump on this is just, it's just a bad move. All right, enough about that. Last thing I have here today is about mining. Now, this is, everyone's been talking about this, obviously. People know um, about this new miner from Dragon Mint. Supposed to be a quote-unquote Bitmain killer. Maybe that's what I'm calling it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that anywhere. But uh, th this is really good news. I mean, it's decentralizing mining. And I've said this. Early on, uh, especially to Vinny Lingham, when he was talking about, oh, we need a, he, at, at 1000 or 950 he's like, the, the price needs to go down to hurt these miners, to get them into line. That's what he was promoting. But I said, no, it's the opposite. Push the price up. Then you invite more competition in, and Bitman gets hurt that way. 
But if you push the price down, what that does is it hurts the little miners and helps the big miners because they can financially afford to to curtail their their production cut back more than the small guys can. So the best way to hurt them is to pump the price. I said that way back at 900 when Vinny was fudding this. And this has come true now with more miners coming into um, chip manufacturing, Dragon, Dragon Mint, and there's uh, some rumors about maybe two or three more chip manufacturers getting into making ASICs. And these are going into the seven nanometer size and efficiency gains. Uh, plus, Bitmain has lost their chip engineer. Jihan drove his chip engineer away, and then he sued his ass to try to keep him from making a competitive chip. Well, this is all going to come back and bite them in the end. So just hold on, because I think Jihan is going to get taken down a few pegs here. Now, this is interesting from another aspect as well. Um, I think, you know, this this uh, Dragon Mint is being spearheaded or organized, I guess, by BTC Drac, who is a very important core developer and i it kind of shows to me in my mind how many steps ahead these core developers are they're way far out in front of anything that us little plebs are thinking about okay um they started planning for this next upgrade i mean in their mind probably the user activate soft fork was locked in and so they started planning for the next the next upgrade which is going to be privacy to bitcoin months ago but to get this privacy upgrade, you have to have more decentralized mining. Because not only are the miners going to be against this privacy upgrade, but so are the businesses. And decentralizing miner, mining is paramount. So I think it's very telling that these core developers have been thinking about this and getting out in front of this many, many months ago. All of these upgrades seem to be happening in perfect succession, right? Um, we proved that Bitcoin was not uh, what is ruled. We proved Bitcoin is ruled by the user activated software and no 2x. We also exposed bad actors that uh, during the no 2x that wanted to centralize Bitcoin. And now we're moving into decentralizing mining for an upcoming privacy upgrade. I mean, everything seems to be falling in line. Bitcoin. That's going to do it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin and Markets. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets. I did release an uncensored version of my last rant that I had, and uh, I'll be hopefully doing more of those in the future. See you next time. Thanks for listening.